intro, the point of reviewing this book instead of reading a quote, the point of reviewing these books, financial books, is to get people out of the feast to famine situation, which I'm going to go into later on in the book review. We don't want to be in a situation where we're depending on the government and now because the government is taking care of us, that we have to do things that we don't feel are right, things that we don't want to necessarily do. We want to be free. We want to have a soul of a free man. And living in the world in 2021, unfortunately, it takes money to be free. So the reason why I am reviewing money books and talking to the masses on wealth is because wealth is what is going to get you free. Take that as you wish. We are going to review The Richest Man in Babylon. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys don't feel like I'm preaching to you. I'm doing this with the biggest, purest heart. So we don't find ourselves at the end of the year forced into situations that we don't want to be in because we, we don't have control over our, our shit, okay? Let's get into this book. Today we are getting into the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. I'm excited to get into this book because there are so many takeaways and it's takeaways on our money situation. How can we get a handle on our money situation no matter where we are in the present moment? And I love this book because it explains how to manage your money with telling a story. And I think that's really cute. I come from, I come from a place where I know my people and say minorities, we have this mindset of feast to famine, where we get a little bit of money and then we splurge like kings. And then by the time the weekend's over, we have no money to our names. And we really have to break out of that cycle. And a lot of that has to do with how we budget our money. We have to learn how to budget money. This has been a lifesaver for me, learning the value of budgeting your money meaning you are giving every dollar you earn a place and you are not spending any more than that. So getting right into the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, he talks about how to budget your money, the ways to cure a lean purse. Now, what he says, his principle into budgeting money, and I believe it 100%, honestly, this has been the best advice I ever received. I received this advice as soon as I graduated, right after I graduated and I got my first real job in a law firm. One of the attorneys told me you should always pay yourself first. And I find the same principle in this book, that you should pay yourself first. So in the book, it says that you should pay yourself, not only first, but bare minimum, one-tenth of all you earn should be yours to keep. Now, this is important because a lot of us don't even have $1,000 in savings. This is scary. If you look at what it costs to live and 
the cycle of life knowing that eventually there will be a time when you need to rely on something, a backup plan or security because your security is shaken up. You know, crisis that happens in life, a lot of that puts people all the way down because they have nothing to fall back on. And the way to prevent this and the way to build wealth is to pay yourself first so you could eventually make your money work for you. Now, I know, especially coming out of 2020, that a lot of us took a hit on our money in some way, shape, or form. But no matter where you are, I have the confidence that you can save at least one-tenth of what you're earning. Make it a habit every time you get paid. I don't care how little it is that you put aside one-tenth of what you earn. You are training yourself. You are reprogramming yourself. It is a mindset. And as you see the money grow, slow but steady, it boosts your confidence. You know you have something to fall back on. You feel more secure. You know you're going in the right direction. You know that you could have the possibility of getting out of whatever situation you're in financially right now. So say if you're working a job and you find yourself struggling from paycheck to paycheck, my advice to you is the next paycheck you get is to put aside one-tenth of all you earn. Now, here's another thing to say that's really important. Putting it aside doesn't mean that, oh, you're looking at that money when you depleted all your other money. Now, this is the importance of budgeting. You, you're not touching that money. This money is for your future. Discipline. We have to be disciplined with our money. So no matter what is happening, you do not touch that money. One-tenth of all you earn is yours to keep. You are building that money. We are getting into Taurus season. Taurus is the builder of the zodiac. You have to stay in one place and build from the ground up. And that's what I am prepping you guys for right now. We are entering the season of wealth and we are moving through with every book we review through our money blocks so we could accumulate more money and make our money work for us. So now that we understand that we're supposed to be saving one-tenth of all we earn, and never mind, let me just say this before I get into the next rule of thumb. Do not worry that, say, if you put aside one-tenth of all you earn that you won't have enough to say pay your bills you won't have enough to to do what you need to do i promise you once you get into this habit you'll find out that you are better off if not just the same as you were when you were splurging and pouring all your money say into debt i want to read you off a little quote that he says in the book and it says each time i was paid i took from each tenth pieces of copper and hid it away and as strange as it may seem, I was no shorter of the funds than before. I noticed little difference as I managed to get along without it. But often I was tempted as my hoard began to grow to spend it for some of the good things the merchants displayed. Brought by camels and ships from the land of the Phoenicians. I hope I said that right. But I, wise, but I wisely refrained. So make it a point 
you won't be worse off if you put aside money for yourself. In fact, you will be better off if you decide that you're going to bet on yourself and put money aside from yourself. And eventually, I promise you, you will see that money grow. I would take it a step further and say you'll start to see more money come in. One tenth of all you earn is yours to keep no matter how little you earn. We are done with the feast of famine mentality. We are done with it. And if you can put more, how put more, right? Because it's all about what you're investing in yourself. So one tenth is yours to keep. He says seven tenths you can live off of. And I feel like this is super generous, but we're here to live. We're here to experience life. So I feel like this is a good number because you won't feel any lack. You won't feel like, you know, you're restraining yourself from life and living life. Seven tenths is an amazing, amazing place to start. You can live off of seven tenths. Now, two tenths of all you earn is for your debt. And say if your debt, which a lot of our debt, especially in America, is way more than two tenths of what we earn but you're not doing yourself any favors by paying all the debt collectors and having nothing for yourself at the end of the day if anything you're only going to end up in that same situation the next month it's a cycle so you take responsibility for where you are you explain to each debtor your plan on how much you're going to pay them from the budget that you made for yourself this is the only way to cure a lean purse unless you hit the lottery or you have someone that is able to get you out of debt. If you're looking to come up for yourself, you have to get your debt situation in order. How is it? It's almost impossible, right? To make money with massive amount of debt. It's just, it's just not in harmony. It's not in sync, you know? So you want to pay off your debt. You want to see that you're, you're paying off what you owe. So I find it really important that you absolutely need to be paying off your debt, being responsible, not running away from it. It says in the book, it talks about a man, a beautiful story, one of my favorite parts in the book. And it, he tells a story of a man who was frivolous with his spending. He was living in debt. He continued to borrow with no way of repaying. And because of this, he put himself and his family in a terrible situation. His wife was forced to leave him. But even with his wife leaving him, instead of taking responsibility for the situation he found himself in, he decided to flee the, flee the city, right? So use this as an example of people that are running away from their responsibilities, the situations that they got themselves in, because no matter whether we want to blame it on our circumstances that uh, America or wherever you are has us living below the poverty line, it is our choice to get out of it. Back to the story, he fled the city, abandoned his family, and had no intention to pay back his debt. When he fled the city, he found himself in a way worse situation than he was before. He became a slave. Now, that's just karma following you. And again, with the paying off your debt, crack the credit card, right? And start trying to accumulate wealth. Start trying to budget your money every month so you could get out of the situation you're in. So he was a slave. 
And finding himself in this situation, he realized that he couldn't run from himself and that he can't always blame people for where he was. And the things and the circumstances you find yourself in, you have to take 100% responsibility and you have to have the power to change it. So spending more than you earn, I hate. If you guys feel like I'm preaching to you, it's not. It's because I wanna see everyone win. And I know that we weren't taught finances properly in school. We weren't taught it from our parents. Hell, a lot of our parents struggled as well. And it is just a continuous cycle. But spending more than you earn or living beyond your means is a life of denial. And it will always lead to poverty. Always. Don't live beyond your means. You know? It's uncomfortable when you live beyond your means. The way that the man got out of this situation was actually from advice from one of the people that he found in the city, right? The wife of the king or something like that. This is one of my favorite parts. She says to him, do you have a soul of a slave or a soul of a free man? The soul of a free man looks at life like a series of problems to solve and solves them. What a powerful quote. Do you have a soul of a slave or a free man? The soul of a free man looks at life like a series of problems to solve and solves them. Absolutely. So after that advice, he decided to own up to everything, take responsibility for everything. And he set in place, he went back home, got his wife back, got his debt, went to everybody that he owed, his friends, all the debtors. And he he put himself in a position where he's like, look, I don't have the money to pay you back, but everything I earn, the little that I earn, here's what I could give you until it's paid in full. And this is the mentality that you have to have. You wanna, when you set a task for yourself, see it through. Wealth grows wherever man exerts his energy. So he found himself in a completely different place than he was when he first left the city. And he ended up being able to accumulate wealth, get his wife back, live a happy life, all because he changed his perspective, all because he became disciplined and owned up to his financial situation. Now that is very, very beautiful. Another part that I wanna talk about in the book is the advice because we always are taking advice from people that we have no business asking or taking advice from. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. We learn that in Think and Grow Rich, right? Everyone has an opinion, right? In the book, he explains, stop asking people that are an expert in the field for advice, much less trust them with your wealth. He says, especially if their wealth isn't what you want yours to look like. Now, why do we do that? Why do we take advice from people that uh, their situation is not the ideal situation you want to be in. I hate people that come to me, they figure out what I'm trying to do or something like that, and they come to me with this cheap-ass opinion. And mind you, I'm happy with the results I'm getting. Are you happy with yours? So this is how you have to look at people side-eye. Don't take advice from people that 
they don't have the ideal situation or you don't see yourself wanting to be in a situation like them. Stop asking people that aren't experts in the field for advice, much less trust them with your wealth, especially if their wealth isn't what you want yours to be like. Get quick schemes don't ever work. They have no staying power. I hate when influencers advertise such nonsense and in order to acquire wealth, you need to provide a service. It's that simple. With that takes time and effort. You don't get something for nothing and no effort. Now, effort is different from hard work and we'll get into that in a different book review. We got into that in previous book reviews, but I love this book because you can't be successful without these key things. Capricorn traits, right? Discipline, responsibility, staying power. You just can't. So now that we know that we're not taking advice from uh, naysayers, we also know that once we do have a little bit of money and we see that hmm, we could dibble and dab in something, say you want to invest in something, you have to be mindful of who you're taking advice from when you're investing and what you're actually investing in. Now, when you do get a little bit of money, you don't want to just recklessly invest the money. I see so many people, and I'm not going to call them out, on my timeline investing in stocks they have no business investing in. They have no idea how to invest in the stock market. Majority of people that are successful in the stock market do not invest in individual stocks. So we have to be educated in what we're doing when we're actually investing our money. We invest like so recklessly and we end up just losing our money. Bob Proctor talks about this too, where there's three, there's three ways you can earn money, but I'll get into that in a different, in a different podcast. I want to read off a quote Every fool must learn, he growled. But why trust the brick maker about jewels? Would you go to the bread maker to inquire about the stars? No, you would go to the astrologer if you had the power to think. Your savings are gone, youth. You have jerked your wealth tree up by the roots, but plant another and try again. Next time, if you would have advice about jewels, go to the jewel merchant. If you wish to know about sheep, Go to the herdsman. Advice is one thing that is freely given away, but watch that you take only what is worth having. He who takes advice about his savings from one who is inexperienced in such matters shall pay with his savings for proving the falsity of their opinions. Stop taking other people's opinions. Okay, these are the key points that I wanted to talk about. The main point that I want to drive home is that we need to start saving and we need to be saving at least one tenth of all we earn if we're going to get out of this feast to famine mindset and living pattern, right? So I hope that this book review has helped you guys. I hope you get the book. There's so much more in the book. He tells it in a beautiful story. It's a really cute book. It's like one of my favorite little reads. And you could get it for free. I'm going to find the link to leave the library, online library, so everyone could have access to these books. You could get these books for free. You could go to iCloud Library, sign up for a library card, 
there is one in every area like um an online library whatever library store whatever you call it there's a library for everybody online and it's free so if you really are serious about changing your wealth with me and you want to see massive improvement within the next six months because i am a strong believer all you need is six months and your whole situation could be twist turned around and i'm confident that these book reviews are going to help you do that so just get on the books guys make sure you read them you could listen to them on youtube there's really no excuses you don't have to buy them from say amazon or barnes and nobles you could get these books on your phone for free how convenient is that so look up icloud library and sign up for a library card I love you guys. I'm excited to talk about the next book. I usually I usually don't tell you what I'm going to talk about in the next book, but I'm just so excited about this book. This book is zero to one that we're reading next week. And we are finally talking about the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. I'll speak to you guys.